are listening to the Why Are You Interview Podcast, Episode 12. Hi, kitty cats. I am Amethysta Herrick, your hostess for Why Are You, an interview podcast about identity. In our last episode, we heard about giving hugs until it hurts. In this episode, we meet Lilith, a writer who has taken being hurt and turned it into a platform to support others and to ensure oppression doesn't go unchallenged. As usual, this content is brought to you by subscribers of my Substack publication. If you're already a subscriber, thank you yet again. But if you would like to support shows just like this one, as well as everything that I write, please consider subscribing using links in the show notes. Enjoy this interview with Lilith. Okay, and today on the podcast, I am so honored to be joined by the one and only Lilith. Um, Lilith, I think you know, I'm, you know, I respect what you do very much. Thank you so much for joining me today on Why Are You? Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. I'm honored. I'm telling you. So I know Lilith from her work, her writing on medium.com. This is how I know Lilith. And I've always been very impressed with the, the subject matter, you know, your incisive wit, because you can really eviscerate, you know, there are certain subjects and certain sectors of the population, perhaps I should say, that, um, you know, you're really good at eviscerating. And I was curious just, what what inspired this? What got you started? Why did you have to express yourself in the written word in the first place? I grew up conservative Christian in a small mm. conservative Christian town and with conservative Christian parents. And um, I got lectured to a lot by these people. And, you know, because I'm a woman, I'm not supposed to really, I was never supposed to really talk back. I had to be quiet. Sure. And just hear the things they said. And over time, it was um, it was just so oppressive to me. Like, they were always telling me to be submissive and mm. quiet. And it drove me away from the church. And I, I just, I felt like screaming inside all the time. Sure. Like, sure. I couldn't take their beliefs. Even when I bought into a lot of it. I, I would want to run all the time. They just, there was so much hate in the church. Like they would say, Jesus is about loving and God is love and all this stuff. But I just heard them say such horrible things at the same time, right. you know, right. like about like, and then they would tell me I had to say those things too. Like Christians pretend they don't have an agenda and it's all a gay agenda and all that stuff. But I heard them talk about their agenda all the time with me, how I had to be a part of it, how I had to, like, I didn't, back then when I bought into the, um, that LGBT people were sinners idea, oh, sure. I didn't want to lecture them. And they would tell me I had to lecture them and I had to lecture oh, anyone gosh. who wasn't a Christian, that yeah, I was a yeah. bad person if I didn't, because I was letting them go to hell. And all of it just was horrible to me. I, I, I just wanted I didn't feel that anger or whatever or rage towards people that weren't right. Christian. And and 
I couldn't take it. It was like suffocating me. And right. so I, I wound up leaving the church, but it was really hard. I, I moved away from that small town when around when Trump became president. And mm. so I was so relieved at first to be away from those crazy conservatives. And then the sure. whole world, it felt like, blew up and became the crazy conservatives. Right, right. And so I just, I literally, with my parents, were so obsessively Trump supporters. And mm -hmm. I literally started getting into screaming matches with them. It was really oh, bad. It was really toxic. My dad would say he was going to disown me and um, that he was going to abandon me. And, um, it was, it got so bad. I, all we were arguing about was things like black lives matter and stuff and LGBT rights and whether Trump wanted to be a dictator or not, mm. but it would get so bad. Like, and they had such bigoted views that it was more important to them than me. And I, I joined medium and wanted to write about this stuff because I wanted to just like, I was always struggling with whether or not I should say stuff or if I should hold back because sure. people that I cared about in my life or I was trying to care about were so angry and everything would be a horrible fight. And I just wanted to go somewhere where I could just say anything freely and just let that scream out, you know, from all the years of being around conservative Christians and, mm -hmm. and just just without having to worry about my whole life exploding, you know? And so I went on there and I just kind of shouted everything. And that's where it all came from. Right. Well, I mean, it's working, obviously. I mean, you're very mm -hmm. successful on Medium. So, I mean, is it accurate then to say, I mean, you're writing on Medium. This is a way of reclaiming you know, who you are, your beliefs. Yeah. And it, it helps me be stronger in them because mm -hmm. conservatives gaslight people all the time. And that's sure. partly why I defend people that like black lives matter and stuff. I'm not black, but I, I think it's very important, you know, and, and why I talk about trans issues too. I'm not trans, but they're so good at gaslighting mm -hmm. that I feel like it's important for people who are not in the communities to say no, because they'll say things like, you're just trying to play a victim. They can't say that to me, you know? Sure. Right. And they can't gaslight me in those same ways. So, yeah. you know, like, um, it's just so important, you know, to talk, to talk about this stuff and just, I, I wanted to to help be a voice for people to like, like help them be on the, like an advocate, not like a voice for them, but like yes. on their side so that the gaslighting wouldn't work, you know? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're reclaiming, you're reclaiming the rainbow as well. I mean, pulling yeah, it out yeah. of their rhetoric and, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, turning it, I don't want to say a force for good, but that's close enough. I mean, you stand up for me. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I appreciate that, you know, it's very, it's very important that we have people who are, who are willing to do that. And, you know, having, having come from where you did, I can see how, you know, how passionate, you know, you are about it. So I think to be fair, part of the reason 
I stand up for trans women, especially is because trans women stand up for us too. There, people don't admit it most of the time, but trans women, from what I've learned, are the backbone in a lot of ways of the LGBT community. Mm. You know, Stonewall. You know, it was um, trans women standing right. up for us, and yeah. at the very least. All the rest of us LGB, you know, people need to be on their side. You know, they've done trans women. All of you have done so much for us. You well, know, thank you. There's there's been a lot of, uh, you know, taking it for the team, as it were. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's horrible. Yeah. Do you think if. um do you think there will ever be a, a or ever come a time you you put the final touches on an article? And I don't know what your writing process is. I rewrite mm -hmm. things like eighty five different times. But mm -hmm. do you think you'd ever reach the end, the final touches of an article, and then go, "All right, that's it. I'm all done. I I have nothing left to say." I don't think that will happen, unfortunately, <laughs> because I think there's too much hate in the world and. Mm -hmm. As long as there's hate, I want to speak out against it. Good, good. Thank you. I, I mean, you know, now that I was going to like, you know, if you quit, like I was going to camp out <laughs> on your lawn or something, you know, <laughs> little picket sign that says, you know, free Lilith or, you know, whatever. You, I don't know what you'd have on the sign. Not like I was going to do that, but, you know. But could I crash on your couch, do you think, if I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if it comes yeah. to that, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was worried. All right. So I so I have um so I have other questions. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for all of the the background around your writing. I mean the the mm -hmm. like I said the passion is extremely obvious. So so I'm you know we we've spoken about you you know it was a it was a difficult time growing up. You finally you know what's the word I want to use on that. There's a good word. Oh, excise. There we go. You finally excised yourself from that environment. So I'm curious, what what is a smell that comforts you? What's a comforting sm comforting mm. smell for Lilith? Um, that's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I have um, no idea. I mean, if you ask me, I'd be like, shit, I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, we can mix. How about lavender? Lavender is purple, and it's is purple. <laughs> um, um, I don't want to be weird, but maybe my dogs. Like they, I, when I hug them, I smell mm -hmm. them on accident, and my dogs help me with PTSD a lot. Sure, they, sure. They come for me. I'm sorry if that's a weird. It is not. no. It is not at all. Do you know what I? I actually I heard that once before. Well, not mm -hmm. exactly, but now I only have a cat, and mm -hmm. like fish breath. I don't know if you have any cats, but like fish breath, you wouldn't go. Yeah, that's very comforting. You come back and meow in my mouth again. Yeah, dog <clears throat> breath is really bad too. I don't like that either. You you got a point, but <laughs> the the fish breath is is not. Uh... All right, so comforting smell. So your dogs. I think that's a great. I think that's a great answer, actually. And 
And you know what? I'm I'm curious too because you had mentioned PTSD, and you know, yeah. just just to go back, you've excised yourself from a what was a really horrible situation. Yeah. And right now, what you're doing, um, you know, is is speaking out against it. Mm. So we we just did smell. Sorry, just yeah. to make this clear, we yeah. just did smell. <laughs> I want to do. I want to think about. I want to think about sound. What is what is uh, Lilith's true voice? If you were, if you, what is the voice that you hear in your head? What is your true voice? Um, what do you mean exactly with that question? I don't I know. Ask. I was kind of hoping you'd <laughs> take it and run. Um, <laughs> do you, so here we go. I got it. Hey, look at this. I'll make more up. Because okay. that's all I wrote down. I mean, come on. I don't, <laughs> I don't there's no preparation mm-hmm. that goes into this. So let's see. If, like, I bet you, I really don't want to talk about Donald Trump, but 10 bucks. That guy in his head, he's got this huge commanding, oh everybody gosh. listens to me and loves me oh my gosh. kind of voice. I mean, he's not right, mm-hmm. but I guarantee that's what that He has the most obnoxious hearing. voice in his head, whatever it is. It's the most obnoxious one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so if you, so what is the voice that you hear? What is when, when you strip okay. away everything else? All the writing, all the, all the, you put your dogs in the other room for a moment. What, what's the, what's the voice that comes out? Um, I think I can't fully strip everything else away, Mm. but, but I think there's, because of my childhood, there's a lot of negative voices in my head. Yeah. And I think there's me also yelling at those voices to some degree and a struggle in there between them. That's good. I mean, so it's a strong voice then. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly strong. Yeah. Clearly standing up for, for others. So, yeah, I mean, and yourself, sorry. And I work through things when I write to some degree, not every article is me working through something, but Mm -hmm. I mean, even like writing about trans women, you wouldn't think I'd be working through anything, but it's also telling my parents to shut up, you know, and, and the people I grew up with just to stop, you know, it's, it's undoing the, all the things they told me, you know, about, um, hatred and, 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 um, all the ways they tried to justify it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Would you say your writing is your true voice then? Yeah, in a lot of ways. And I, it's been very scary, actually. I don't seem like it on Medium and I've gotten better, but I used to be terrified every time I published an article. Mm. You know, I still am. (laughs) Really? I understand. Oh my gosh, yes. Because you're going to get torn to pieces. And you, you write things that are, maybe a bit more, um, you know, controversial than I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about it. Yeah. I've, I've got a figure in, I mean, are you, do you still worry about that? Do you hit publish and then go, should I take that back? I'm less worried now, but I, cause I've gotten torn to pieces so many times Yeah, that yeah. I've gotten used to it more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I get hate comments every day. So, um, (laughs) I've gotten used to that and (laughs) I, 
I I see it as an opportunity almost to stand up for people too. Sure, sure. Because go ahead and say all the horrible things in my comments. I'm not going to let you get away with it. You know, I'm going to show people that you can say you hate certain types of people all you want, but there's people like me that are going to stand up to you and not let you get away with it. That's why mm -hmm. like people tell me not to argue in the comments sometimes. And I'm like, no, I'm going to argue. I'm, I don't want people to read this hate and it go unchallenged, you know? Right. No, I, I'm, I'm understand completely. <laughs> yeah. And if you ever, okay, sorry, this is off topic of the podcast. Okay. If you ever need support or anything from hate comments, I am here. Like, because I've gone through all of it. I've I've been, like, I've had articles that were, like, nothing but hate comments before. Oh, and gosh. ripping me to shreds. And so I'm, I'm here if you need any emotional support Good. or anything or to rant or anything. Anytime. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Do, do you know, <clears throat> maybe you do, maybe you do this, maybe you don't. When I read fiction... I always end up with a different voice for every character. Mm -hmm. And this is going somewhere, I swear to God. I mean, it'll come back. <laughs> I swear to the goddess. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't know who God is. Um, <laughs> but I always get like a different voice in my head. And so even people on Medium, like I'll read, I'll see a name. And I know as I read it, I have like a different, I think character is really the best for it. Mm -hmm. So when I read, um, when I read your articles, I am, I'm dead serious. I'm not making this up. When um, I read your, your articles, what I hear is like, um, uh, I can't think of her name. Oh, Kate Blanchett, uh, -huh. uh as Galadriel. That's what I hear uh -huh. when I read, when I read that. So I'm going through, I'm like, uh -huh. I can hear her cadence. I can hear her uh -huh. accent and That's you know, the way she would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have like the opposite where. I have mocking voices. Like, mm -hmm. all, I get a bunch of white men hating on me oh, sure. all the time. And I have this, like, voice in my head that's them talking really, like, with a really dumb voice. Like, yes. <laughs> and sometimes, because my husband's my emotional support with all this. So sometimes I'll just read the comments out loud to him in the dumb voice. Right. <laughs> and it helps that, me get through it. And that that is so... Um, healing is that the word i want to i don't even yeah. know but it's very it's very um cathartic that's not the word i want to use either and uh -huh. i wrote a whole article on what the word catharsis means and i just <laughs> misused it well done on my part um but yeah it's very it's it's healing because you just go gosh yeah. this person's such an idiot yeah because and and it's like i was saying before how i didn't have a voice for years mm -hmm. it's so nice in a way, even though it's horrible to hear all these comments, I actually get to respond now. I actually, yes. get to, it's not like my childhood where I was quiet and I had to internalize everything. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, that's partly why I do it. I, I do it sometimes with false confidence, but it makes me more confident. And, right. and it, it's, it's, it's. That word we can't seem to find that's not <laughs> cathartic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Heal, you, you healing. Know, you, you brought up, you wrote in a comment. I, just, I really yeah. hope this was you. I think because uh -huh. I, I brought up Christina Aguilera's song, Fire. Yes, that yes, was, that was you, me. That was me. Oh, my God. That song, when I first heard it, when I first heard it, I thought, there is nothing more 
you know, healing than to yes. be able to go, wow, you tro- treated me really poorly and yes. now I'm a better person for it. Yeah. And you're still it, the same kind of asshole. Yeah. You know, sucks it, to be you. It's literally my life anthem. Like when I read your article, I went to my husband. I was like, oh, like, look, she loves that song too. This is my favorite song. And it means so much to me because, because it's, it's the most powerful thing, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yes. The, so the two songs, both Fighter and Beautiful, I don't, I can't actually mm-hmm. sing along mm-hmm. with with Beautiful without mm-hmm. crying. Uh-huh. I, don't, I have, there's no way I can do it. I, I could sing, I can sing along with it. And then about halfway through, you know, I'm just like, never mind. I'm yeah. bawling. All right. That's, that's how Fighter is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause my husband doesn't, didn't remember it. So I was reading him the words and I was just like crying. Oh yeah. Well, just, I wasn't even singing it. I was just reading the words and cause, cause I think it's really hard to get to that point where you're thanking people, but when you do, you feel powerful. Nothing yes. can destroy yes. you at that point. Oh my gosh. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. If, if, and that's kind of actually it's I'm glad you brought it up because that's kind of how I view writing in general. I've been through a lot of stuff and I've seen a lot of horrible things and um it I kind of have the philosophy if I can take the bad things I went through and make something positive out of it like an article then mm-hmm. it was worth it, you know, instead of as bad as it was. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's that is that is, you know, reclamation that is being powerful. Yeah. Because you know, I I think about, I'm going to throw my story in here because you know okay, why yes, not? Please. <laughs> but you know, I think about how great I feel now, and mm-hmm. I mean, I started thinking about it 20 years ago about transition. Sorry about gender uh-huh. transition. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And I go, gosh, I wish I wish I had. But then if I had, if I had, I would be a different person. Uh Right. And if you care for yourself now, if you go, gosh, I turned out really damn well. Yeah. I'm not saying I said that. I mean, but you did. You You did. You did. But but if you do think that, wow, I turned out well, like if you changed something earlier on that it wouldn't be there. And and that's, you know, that's that'd be hard. So, yeah. or for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I understand. Well, I, let's... Like it, I didn't come out about being bisexual till I was in my thirties. I was. Oh gosh. Yeah. Embarrassed my whole life. I, mm-hmm. it's when you're bisexual, it's a little bit weird. Cause you're like half straight in a way. Yeah. So like, so you can hide easier, you know, you can be in a relationship right. and, and it be acceptable to society. So it's very easy. I was reading an article that most bisexual people aren't out in comparison to other parts of the LGBT oh, community. Sure, sure. And it's because we can more easily blend in mm-hmm. to straight people and we just don't want to, we're, 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 um, it's just easier to not be discriminated against. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I kind of wish I could have come out earlier too, but, um, I had to get my voice and sometimes you just got to get to the right place. Yes. Yes. 
Did did you ever did you get look, there was one time I remember I went to a party and it was thrown by by a I don't know, were they a couple? I don't even know. Mm. But it was I think they were just roommates, but two gay men. And I remember having a conversation with them and one of them said, "Why are you bisexual?" And I said, "Um I I don't I mean <laughs> Because I'm like, what do you, I mean, because I see beauty everywhere, I think is, yeah, is sort of yeah. the thing. And he goes, well, I mean, I can understand liking men or I can understand liking women. Not really. But, you know, I guess I can see somebody would do that. But both. Can't you make a decision? And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, I had no answer. It's it's weird, but I feel like. It's it with sexualities. It's hard to see outside of yourself. Oh, very much. Like I, because this is going to sound dumb because you just said what you just said, but I couldn't understand that there was people that weren't at least a little bit bisexual. Yes. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wait, but you're not like, you're, you're not attracted to both. Like you, you're not like, like I, 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 I was like, I sometimes ask my husband because he's straight and I'm like, not even a little bit. Not You're not even Brad, a little bit. Brad Pitt's like, there's nothing. Yeah. Brad, Ryan Gosling. There's nothing. Yeah. Here. yeah I've, I've asked him that. And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, You're not lying, right? <laughs> and because <laughs> what made it worse is my first boyfriend was also a closeted bisexual mm. Christian. Okay. We were both closeted oh, bisexual Christians. So sure. we were pretending to be straight and we were like, it kind of felt like probably everyone's pretending to be straight, you know, pretty much, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I, I hear that. We're, we're just kind of go, how do you, how do you not see beauty? How can you yeah. not look at this yeah. one person at the very least and not go, yeah. God, that's a great looking, you know, whatever, man or but woman, But because whatever. they have the wrong genitals, I don't like them now. I, I don't yeah. get it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't well, make Or for sense. that matter, I mean, even transgender. I mean, I've seen some mm-hmm. phenomenal looking transgender yes. women that I'm yes. just like, oh, my yes. gosh. I don't. Yes. And, and men who would go, what? I'd never date that. And I'm like, but, but isn't she pretty? Well, yeah, yeah but. But <laughs> and then it sort of trails off and you go, see, so you got no bite. I mean, there's yeah, just, yeah, just admit that somebody is attractive. I don't. I yeah. Don't. Yeah. Hang ups. Hang ups yeah. is what it is. So. All right. I, let me move on. This, <laughs> okay. Let's go to a funny. Let's go to something. Funny. OK. Because I, okay. I don't do you know that, you know, rock candy. Have you seen that? Like you get a yeah. stick and it's OK. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Good. This is like sugar, right? It's all yeah. pure sugar. Yeah. Which kids love. But. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if if there were going to be Lilith, Lilith, I can't even say it. <laughs> if there were going to be a Lilith flavored, <laughs> say that Lilith flavored. <laughs> okay, if there were going to be Lilith flavored rock candy, what would it taste like? Um, <laughs> I might be able to answer this one actually. Um, it would be sweet at first, but then there mm. would be like a spicy kick. Where, you know, like just only some people are going to like it and other okay. people are going to be like, no, you're going to have a strong reaction either way. That's, <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> like, like an olive or, or a pickle? Um, no, like, like I'll, I'll say spicy, you know, okay. like a spicy oh, okay. cake. All right. Yeah. So hot. Yeah. So and, sweet and, and spicy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, that's a very, <laughs> um, sensual. 
There we go. <laughs> that's an awesome answer. <laughs> Any, anything else on that? Would <laughs> No, no. <laughs> the kind of thing you're not going to want to drink orange juice with, I'm guessing, no, right? No. Yeah, don't drink. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. All right. I have one more thing that that I'm that I want to ask you. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for indulging the <laughs> the rock candy. Some of these just make they, there's no sense to them. So I have one more question, and I think you know okay. it's kind of a kind of a just to bring us down a little bit. Um, what would what does a caress from Lilith feel like? Um. That's an intense question. Um, go a lot of directions. Yeah. Do you want me to get a picture of Ryan Gosling? Will that? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, okay. Are we talking about, I don't know how to word this, sexual or just friendly? See, when I thought about it, I mean, I realized it once I wrote it down, I went, oh, that could, jeez. But I thought about, <laughs> you know, we, I'm, like I have a son who's 11 years old now. He's about to turn 12. And there are, there are times I, you know, when we're eating breakfast or something, I'll get mm -hmm. up, I'm putting, putting away my bowl because, you know, you don't leave it on the table. But I'll walk past and I'll just, you know, I'll just rub the, touch the back of his head, you mm -hmm. know, just, it's all it is. Mm -hmm. And so that was what I had in mind, just this, you know, this idea of, you know, just just a, an expression of everyday love. Mm -hmm. But it could turn really different, too, because, you know. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> um, I guess um, I would say tender and gentle and consensual, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you specified that. <laughs> you did, however, make me wonder. Like, is my son the whole time going, God, get off of no, me? No, no. If I don't he didn't feel that way, he would show it. I think he would, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. not afraid to show that. But So so it, a touch, would it be like, like a baby powder kind of touch? Um. Just be, I don't know how to answer that question. I don't um, either. It fell out of my head. I'm like, what the hell is a baby powder touch? <laughs> Who's making this up? Like I'm not white, sure there's white and powdery. <laughs> <laughs> but that could be like the mark of Saruman on the, the Urukai or whatever the, they were called. You've been touched I... by Lilith. <laughs> Wait, that could be good. Yeah, like a little blood or something on the forehead. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we should probably, I don't know if you're going to keep this, but we should say I made a weird cross on my head for that part because no one can see me. <laughs> no, but it's interesting. We both did the exact same. Oh, yeah, right. The blood and the cross. And, yeah. I do have one more question, if you're willing yeah, to answer ahead. it, but it's, it's a, yeah. it's a, I've held back on it because, okay. and if you don't want to answer it, just tell me okay. and we're done. Because okay. I just, um, the question is, how does Lilith see herself in context mm -hmm. with the rest of the world now, particularly with your, your medium column, your, mm -hmm. 
you know, just the voice that you have standing up for people like me. And how does Lilith see herself? Um, I feel more powerful now. I always felt so powerless all my life. Like, um, I hope it's okay to tell this random story, but, um, when I was in college, I went to a Christian college, like Mm -hmm. I was involved with Christian stuff for a long time. And the, one of the professors said, and, and I heard this other times too, they talked about how like women, the curse of Eve was to need men and to desire after a husband. And that's supposed to be our whole life, desiring after men, desiring to please men, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the desiring the patriarchy and how they would always say, but men don't need women in the same way. We don't really need you, but you need us. And it was it's so... It was so oppressive. It, mm-hmm. They would say, that's why little girls dress in, in wedding dresses, because they need men. But little boys don't dress up in tuxedos to get married because women need men. And it was just so oppressive. And I felt powerless. And talking up on Medium made me feel powerful. Yes. And it made... It was like when when I couldn't talk, it was like all those things were real because I couldn't Mm. argue with them. It made it real, you know, and now that I speak up all the time, it's not real anymore, you know. Oh, my gosh. That's that's amazing that you've 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 I had a psychologist once. I I don't I don't even remember what I had, what what it was I said, but I said something and he goes, oh, good. Now you're disillusioned. And I went, that's not usually thought of as good <laughs> dissolutions and he goes mm-hmm. oh well think about you know the actual meaning dissolution means you were under an illusion yeah and now you've come out from from the illusion it's good yeah. to be yeah. dissolution good for you and that stuck with me and and when you when you said you know your your work now makes all of this oppression and all of this this pain yeah not real. Yeah. Good for you. You've been disillusioned. Yeah. They don't have as much power as they say they do. They need to trick the white men need to trick everyone else into thinking they're the most powerful for them to be the most powerful. Sure. You you know, incidentally, you, you had said, they told you the story that, that little boys, they don't, you know, they don't dress up, Mm -hmm. but I have a very vivid memory of uh, dressing up, dre- putting, I don't even know where these dresses came mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes me wonder, is this memory real or is it fake? But very vivid memory of dressing up in like this dress with my sister, Gail, mm-hmm. who's probably going, God, don't mention my name <laughs> on this shit. Um, anyway, the, um, I have a very vivid memory of dressing up in a dress and feeling like just a goddess. Yeah, and I I think that's I'm glad you brought it up because I think that's powerful. This is what I mean about trans women being the backbone of a lot of things. Oh, thank because, you. Because because it's it's this is why as a feminist, if you're a real feminist, you have to support trans women rights because you guys shatter all the gender roles, you know. Right. And and so <laughs> you. 
you shatter the patriarchy just by existing, you know? That is absolutely my opinion. I'm sort of stunned that there is, you know, what are the, it's TERFs, like, you know, trans, what what is that, radical feminist, trans, exclusive, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, that these people can exist and would go, well, you know, I'm I'm here to to further the cause of femininity, so I'm going to exclude this. You know, somebody who said I appre- I appreciate femininity more than masculinity. I would yeah. think we were the you know the the perfect example. But yeah, I, I don't know. There are a lot of odd things in the world, you know, and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I think that's yeah. one of them. Yeah. So. Are there other places other than Medium uh, where people can read what you do? Is there any anything else you would you would wanna you would wanna bring up? Um, not at this time. I'm just okay. on Medium. That's my yeah. focus. So I will absolutely link to your profile in in um, in the show notes. But I just want to express to you. I mean. There was something you said earlier about uh, when I said, you know, how do you see yourself? And you said you see yourself mm-hmm. standing up, you know, for for, you know, mm-hmm. everybody who's who is uh, who's oppressed. I hear Galadriel's voice because that's really how uh-huh. I see you. Uh-huh. Is you know like this? Uh-huh. Do do you know that one part um, in in the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings? Did you see those movies? No, I I didn't. There's, well, but I will ask you this YouTube. for sure. There, for okay, sure. Good. There's one part where Frodo Hant says, you know, here, just take the ring from me. And Galadriel, uh-huh. you know, like raise, rises up in the air and there's this, you know, light behind her. And she, get, you know, she turns dark and her eyes are glowing. And she says, there will be a dark queen. And she's, you know, I'm not uh-huh. setting this scene very well. But that is like, that's how I, when I read your articles that's what i see and i just go mm-hmm. you know thank you for doing you know thank you for being who you are so and thank you you know for for talking to me today i'm i'm you know just honored honored that i got the chance to talk to you thank you so much i i really appreciate everything about you i just want you to know that (laughs) thank you you're very nice to me and it's very nice doing this podcast and talking to you every time i talk to you it's very nice (laughs) i'm gonna send you some emails some email addresses okay Okay. (laughs) so so that you can say i talked to amy and she was all right she was not really jerky because I think you'd get some emails back and go, are we talking about the same person? Because I don't, I don't think so. But honestly, very heartfelt. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much. And um, thank you too. It was like a dream come true to speak with Lilith after reading her work for so long. Lilith, my sister, thank you for standing up for yourself, for me, and for all of us. Blessings to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Why Are You? If you'd like to hear more, please consider subscribing using links you're going to find in the show notes. And until next time, remember that burning question, Why Are You? Why Are You?